Good day, RPG fantasy and art lovers. Do you love high fantasy and the amazing art that goes along with it? Well, we have your source for amazing t-shirts, sketchbooks, and bookmarks, all done by a pop culture architect, Talon Dunning. Take a look at his store at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash the fantastic gallery. Talon has his great work there for great prices. If you like fighters, wizards, paladins, even game masters, he's got the shirt for you to show your love of all of your characters. Go ahead and take a look at his store, the fantastic gallery, and grab a piece of art today. The fantastic gallery at etsy.com. Cheering Reality the Podcast! This week, the boys review a movie from 1994. Wow! They discuss it in big detail, and Larry skips around and can't put two thoughts together, but that's kind of really typical of him, though, so, you know, idiot. Other than that, this is going to be a great show! So, sit back, grab a naughty soda, and enjoy this episode of Achieving Reality the Podcast! See you at the end! I have notes. You have notes. I have notes. They're a mess. So you did like a lot of research on this? No. Did you do any research on this? I watched the trailer. <laughs> did you watch more than the trailer? I watched the movie. Oh, okay. Well, uh, this is what? Uh, our first ever horrible movie review. I guess I really shouldn't call it a horrible movie review. Our first well, ever. It could be a horrible not... movie review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it'll be our last one. Yeah, it's our first ever movie review, and we decided to do a... Legendary movie. A classic, legendary, never-been-on-the-big-screen movie done by budget filmmaker Roger Corman, who actually has done some really good stuff over the years. Not amazing, but really good stuff. And it's the Fantastic Four. This was... Made circa 1994? It was an hour and 30 minutes and 17 seconds long. Wow. Yeah, it's a little too long. Now, it wouldn't be, and I might as well just dive right into it. Well, maybe we should discuss the story behind it, which is far more fascinating than the movie itself. Oh, go for it. I'll just talk about the movie itself. It was made by the Constantine Movie Group. Yeah. Who actually made the bigger budget versions later. Yeah. But they made this one because... uh, well, Batman had come out in 89. Yes. And they had bought the rights to this before Batman had come out. Right. So Batman comes out, and suddenly comic book properties are a big deal. Marvel had signed... This was back when DC could actually make a killer movie. Like a six-year deal or something that they had the movie rights for. And the caveat was they had to make a movie in that period of time. They didn't have to finish it, but they had to start principal photography by a certain date. They hadn't got their money up for the big budget... $40 million, I think that's what they were trying to raise. Version of the Fantastic Four. So what did they get, like $40,000? So they asked Marvel for an extension, and Marvel's like, no. Because they had Amblin Entertainment looking at doing it, and, and they were going to get the rights back and sell them to them for a much higher rate. Yeah. He's like, well, no, we're going to make this movie. And in order to maintain the rights, we got to go ahead and start shooting the movie 
even though we don't have a movie to shoot. <laughs> right. They went to Roger Corman and said, hey, look, um, we don't have a lot of money, but we'll give you this much money to make this movie. We have a buck ninety-five. Here, make the movie. Actually, the, the figure I read was, a, was $1 million. Flat? For the whole thing? That's what they're saying. I think $1 million. I'm assuming that's an estimate rounded off. <laughs> yeah. Up. <laughs> the stories are varied about whether or not they were intending to release it. They were promoting it on the Roger Corman straight-to-video movies. They were putting the trailer in front of, like, Carnosaur and that sort of thing. I actually like that movie. Is that weird? Yeah. <laughs> for you. Yeah, they were going to do a big premiere at the Mall of America. Okay. It was going to be a, a charity event for Ronald McDonald House. Oh, huh, okay. I'll give you credit for that, then. But it never happened. The story I read was that um, Avi Arad was doing all the work for Marvel, trying to get their properties in line and make some money for them. And he was somewhere... South America or someplace like that. Yeah. And he was wearing a Fantastic Four t-shirt, which I'm assuming he did a lot. And somebody came up to him and said, hey, I'm really excited about the premiere at the Mall of America. He's like, what premiere? He didn't he, know. He didn't know that they were shooting this movie. He contacts them and says, um, look, I know you put a lot of money into this, but I will give you back your money if you sell us all the prints. The story goes that he bought up the, the negative and the prints and promptly destroyed them. Apparently not, because we watch it on YouTube. Well, what I, from what I understand is that they were not putting a lot of effort into finishing it. No! And people who were fans came in and did score and editing and effects and finished the movie, working on their own time to do it. That's cool. Because they really wanted this project to get off the ground. The actors and people involved in making the movie were never told that they were not going to release it. Uh, well, and I don't think Roger Corman knew that they weren't going to release it. Yeah. But yeah, it's a movie that was made not to be released, just to secure the rights. Well, well that's interesting, though. I kind of like the Ronald McDonald aspect of it. Yeah, Ronald McDonald House got nothing from it. They were probably told, and so Marvel probably threw a little money their way under the table. So, I gotta so, say... So, what did you think of the movie, Larry? Well, let me start here. If you've ever read the beginning of the Fantastic Four, the origin of the Fantastic Four, there's your plot summary. Except for some of it. <laughs> That's very specific. Which I'm going to go over. The movie starts with Reed. It starts with Professor Lassard. It, it starts with Professor Lassard. Explaining to us what the speed of light is. And uh, Reed is sitting, and a guy behind him keeps passing him this drawing. And he keeps changing figures on it, and he passes it back. While Commandant Lassard is uh, doing his, oh, punker. He's explaining about this comet like ball of energy. Yeah, the Colossus, which is going to pass Earth. It's going to pass so close to Earth it's that it's through the Van Allen belt. Yeah, it's going to go through the Van Allen belt and then slow down to our rotation. You, because if it's moving at the speed of light, you're not really going to get a chance to see it. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you'd see a flash of light, that'd be it. Like, Ooh! Apparently, this drawing is being passed to him by Victor Von Doom. Victor. Well, but that's his whole name, Victor Von Doom. Not in the movie, it's not. No, they just call him Victor in the movie, mm -hmm. I understand. But the character is... We're talking about the movie, not the comics. They're apparently in college together. Along with Ben Grimm. Which really confuses the shit out of me now, because Ben was football. Not theoretical sirens. Sirences? Sirences. That really 
Maybe he was auditing the class. That really twerks another whole... But he goes on to be a pilot, so he's got to be some smarts. Yeah, but he does, he's not in theoretical light-speed sciences. You just... You can go to the Air Force and learn how to be a pilot. So class is over because Commandant Lassar just kind of, well, class dismissed. Well, no, he said, um, so bring your telescopes and your imagination. Yeah. So she can look at the astrological phenomenon thing. Which would just look like a big ball of light. But a pretty one. So. There's a conversation between Victor and yeah, but that's, a, that's a, that, Yeah, that's about him changing the numbers on his thing and Reed tells him no you have to you're not a, you're not not taking into something into consideration change in velocity yeah blah 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 science science bullshit bullshit they go back and it shows Storm's boarding house you see Johnny holding a picnic basket he was playing video games with Ben well, who was holding the picnic basket Sue know. maybe the mother someone was holding the picnic basket that's fine he comes, she's, yeah, because she's yelling upstairs, Johnny, Johnny. Johnny's playing uh, video games with Ben. And uh, he finally comes downstairs. Reed bops in. And Sue comes down the steps. And she's completely smitten. She's got a crush on Reed. The problem with this is she's like 10. Let's say 12. So 12. 12. Oh, maybe 13. Which means Reed, since he was just in a more than likely graduate class... We'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say it's a college class. It was a college class, but it still puts him at right around 20. 19, 20, 21. Well, I'm going to go with 21, and she's like 12. So that's nasty in and of itself. Well, it's nine years. She's young enough to be his daughter. Yeah, but she, he's not making moves on her. I understand that. So there's that. You have kids when you were nine? Yes. You didn't know that? No. I got a huge family. Mercy doesn't know anything about it. We got to cut this out. <laughs> There's that. Then they they he grabs some notes and Ben continues playing a really fake looking video game on the screen. It's more like he's playing a cartoon. Yeah. But the whole point is that we're establishing that Reed lives at the boarding house. Yes. And um, the Storm kids are going to view to Colossus. Go watch Colossus. Mm-hmm. And Reed's going to do his experiment with Victor. And Reed's going to Victor's place to do this experiment so they can capture Colossus. Capture the energy of Colossus. Yeah, the energy. I guess it's an alternative Yeah, it's going to be source. an alternative energy source. But that you can use once every ten years? Well, no. It's supposed to be so powerful, they would probably just be able to use it constantly. Once they've captured it, Well, you, have, you can find think, a way to recycle it or whatever. It would be a renewable resource. It would just build itself. Oh, like Tony Stark's little part thing. Sure. Whatever that was called, the ion plus yeah. capacitor. Yes, they're there, and he says, "Well, let's run a test." And he goes, "Reed, we can't. It's already here. It's too late." And he's like, "No, no, get in your station." So they're doing it, and it's all the fake dials and the dweebies and the the really horrible computers. And you've got dweebies hooked up to the computer. Yes, poor dweebies. <laughs> well, you know, they all look like that woman from Superman Three. They do, and they open the the aperture. Sunroof. Yeah, sunroof. They open the aperture to his thing, and everybody's, what, to, yeah, his, to his thing. To his science room. The laboratory. The, lab, the, the laboratory. They boot up the whatever the hell it is. It's an antenna of some sort. I, yeah, I guess. Though it never extends above the outside of the I, aperture. No. I guess it's supposed to pull the energy down to it. Yeah. You know, Neil's say everything goes wrong. Because he's screaming, it's impossible, it's impossible. Yeah. While Reed's saying, I told you so. Yeah. They see the lightning. 
Ben sees it. And he's like, oh no, read. And he goes. He's and, not that bad. And he goes and he's doing the obligatory it's 90s slow motion run. run. The thing goes wrong. And weirdly enough, it only electrocutes Victor. He's getting zapped to death. Ben comes busting in the door and he tackles Victor out of the way. I never saw his arm get in the way of the thing, but somehow he got burned. Well, he touched Victor, and Victor was being electrocuted. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, but he only got burned, like, here on his arm. His forearm his by his forearm elbow. Was, his whole forearm was bandaged. That's just because they wanted a they're, big bandage. They were bandaged from here to here, and then there were still some burns up here. Uh, I, I thought it was just, like, three inches. So they bandaged his arm where it's not burned, and yeah. then it burns. Yeah. Okay. This, this hurts. Like, oh, don't worry about it. We're just going to bandage your hand. <laughs> all right all right he wasn't that bad <laughs> <laughs> no but they're in the hospital now i'm skipping back and forth yeah and the, the two guys from earlier in the movie who were just kind of sitting outside the college yeah posing as doctors yeah in the hospital and say oh his burns are too severe his burns are too severe i'm sorry he died they, yeah they wheel him out on a stretcher covered with the cloth that's one of my favorite bits in the movie Reed looks at him and says, where are you taking him? You know, morgue? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> taking him downstairs yeah. to the morgue. You'll be able to taking him to cardiology. <laughs> taking him to urology. He's been leaking pee ever since. He's a superpower. He's <laughs> a rust man. <laughs> but but uh, so that happens and blah, blah, blah. Shit goes on. Actually, it cuts to 10 years later. Yeah, 10 years <laughs> later. So I'm assuming blah, blah, blah went on during the 10 years. Yeah. So whatever went on during the 10 years. And Reed is gone gray in the temples, finally. I mean, that's from the comics, the, the gray temples. I understand, but, but that was from... How old is he? See? That's what I'm saying. So if he was only 21 so that, so like, at the time, that makes him 31 <clears throat> with like a 50-year-old man's hair. He does a lot of thinking. Right here? Yeah. All his thinking goes on right there. Right there above his ears. Yeah. It wasn't he like 40s in the comics? I they were all older in the comic. Yeah. Ham and Ben were in the 40s. Sue was in her, in her 30s. And Johnny was supposed to be the the teen, young, brash, 20-something. And then that's how they've always depicted it. I mean, just, you know, look at Captain America. He played a great Johnny. <laughs> Cut to Reed's fabulous apartment. Yeah. So it's obvious that Reed's been making something of his life after this whole incident. Oh, yeah. But apparently it's all been building up to doing the same experiment over again. Well, this time they're going to fly up there. Because it's not passing as close to the Earth this time. Yeah. This time it involves the Reed Shuttle. Yes, which looks like a paper airplane with a paperclip attached to it. It has all automatic voice commands and telepathic override. None of which they use. They have switches, knobs, and Ben has a steering wheel. B-bobs. He asks Ben to fly it, and Ben makes some grunting noises about not wanting to, and then goes, well, of course I will. Apparently, 30 seconds later, they return to the boarding house. Well, no, he goes, but we need a crew. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he walks out his front door and bang, there's the boarding house. And, uh. Cut to the boarding house. <laughs> hey! <laughs> and, uh. Got my fabulous building here next to the boarding house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Which I assume it's supposed to be the Baxter building, but they never call it that. I don't believe it. It was written on the building. Was it said Baxter building? Yeah. He's, he leaves the Baxter building, goes back to the boarding house, and picks up Sue. Who's still completely infatuated with him. We meet Johnny grown up. And we meet the, the first time. older Johnny. 
and he's very enthusiastic, basically playing the same character as the kid was. And Ben explains to us, because we need the exposition, that nobody knows more about this experiment than Sue and Johnny. Don't know why. Yeah. I'm assuming because since Reed lived there while they were doing the experiment. I guess maybe he would go over there. Or maybe he ate dinner there a lot. Who knows? No, Reed lived there. I, I, I understand. I'm talking after, the, after all that, he went into the Baxter building with his what? swanky apartment. He had to finish up his college and graduate, and I'm assuming get a doctor because if we doctor Reed, if he wasn't in the doctorate program at the time, we're not going to contemplate that. We have to. You have to go through. Then he'd be like 26 or 30, which means he's dating a girl 20. He wasn't dating Sue at the time. Fine, she was infatuated with him, but that still means that she's 20 something and just out of college. And he's 40-something. You got to cover this. Because <laughs> he was supposed to be in his 40s. Him and Sue were supposed to be in their 40s. In the comic. In the comic. This is the movie. I, I understand. <laughs> I, but I'm I'm going by... Okay, well... Even I'm trying the, to defend Reed here. Even the other movie that they did has her closer to him in age. Yeah. So Roger's movie has to have him at nine and a half and have him at 28? First off, I'm saying 12 and him at 20-ish. I'm saying eight years. They have a, a truck delivers something, which Reed signs for, or Ben signs for. Mm-hmm. Ben is carrying the package up the steps, and there's somebody coming down the other side of the steps. Yeah, and he bumps into her. Buster statue. And then drops, she drops a bust, which was hollow, and breaks it. And he goes, watch where you're going. And she's blind. And so he, which is this is another thing you don't do to, a, a, especially a blind person, he grabs her by the waist, picks her straight up in the air, and sets her down on her feet. And she's freaking out and grabbing his face and falls in love, apparently, with his face. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my statue. And he goes, oh, yeah, your statue. And he turns around to go get it, and she's quickly tapping out the door. But not before a new character shows up. Yeah, the jeweler, who we I, don't know his name yet. I thought it was going to be the Mole Man. The mole I, think it, I think it is... Technically, supposed to be based on the Mole Man. Well, then why didn't they use the Mole Man instead of the jeweler? I can smell a diamond like from a mile away. This one's perfect. So he's there for the diamond. A very, very <clears> large, large diamond. Which is apparently supposed to work as a heat sink. Well, because it, it, it refracts all the energy around inside of it. So, I mean, it, it wouldn't work this way, but it's supposed no. to. it's supposed to cool the energy... So it doesn't burn out the prisms. the energy so the system has time to cool. The prisms. The prisms, yes. Yes, because, you know... Because you really want to get refract the light before it goes into the prisms. Yes. Where it's refracted. Yeah, that was their fatal flaw the first time. Overheating prisms. She runs off and they go upstairs. He puts it up on the tripod because Johnny brings him the tripod. You got the tripod, Johnny? Yeah, sure, Reed. And uh, apparently Doom's watching from closed-circuit television. In Latvia. I'm sorry. Latveria. Yeah. Latveria. Yeah. God, it's just killing me. Even going over, it's just killing me. So he explains the whole purpose of the diamond. Right. Which is bullshit. Which is not a cut diamond like you would expect. No, it's it's a clump of crystals. And what's even worse, later that night, the the, the jeweler... Apparently, it also becomes infatuated with Alicia Masters. He goes and looks at her through the window. And she's making a sculpture of Ben's head. Mm-hmm. From memory. 
from memory, and he's looking at her through the window. Now she's blind, which means her sense of hearing should be really high. Oh, it's not hers. <laughs> no, because the jeweler has a digital watch that beeps. Meep, meep. Oh, I'm late. This is the good part. He's late to go steal the diamond that he's stealing to give to the girl that he saw for the first time when he was staking out the place he's going to steal the diamond from. That's right. So Ben turns on the alarm system, which is basically a... Checkerboard. Checkerboard pattern with a couple of it's, it's, it's that triangles security, in it. It's that security system from uh, the Catherine Zeta-Jones movie. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't even remember that one. So it's the same scene, just not as... Um, Sexy. Sensual. The jeweler plays hopscotch... Through their grid pattern. Through their grid pattern. While Victor's watching, because yes. Victor has his people staking out the place, because they're going to steal the diamond. They I were guess. going to steal the diamond and replace it with... No, they were just going to steal a diamond. They're going to do something to sabotage the yeah. thing. But So he Victor, comes in and... Victor sees the jeweler come in. Steal the diamond and replace it with a man-made replica of the diamond, which, oddly enough, looks... Exactly like what he just picked up. Mm -hmm. Not, you know, looks close enough that it'll pass. It looks like the same hunk of plastic he just picked up and moved off the thing. It even glows the same way. Oh, and then there's the beginnings of J.J. Abrams. When he puts it down, there's a lens flare. Oh, there's, there's a lens flare off the diamond. Yeah. But of course, Victor stops his men from going in and says, yeah. Oh, he's helped us more than we could have dreamed. Yeah, now I don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. Well, I just spent millions of Latvian dollars Just. to set up every TV camera in, in America so I could watch it all on horrible closed-circuit television. And spent millions of Latvian dollars to watch a gnome play hopscotch. <laughs> Very much, yeah. And, uh, and then he laughs. And then he laughs really horribly, maniacally. Say, <laughs> so what are you it's like? I'm there. You a record? Bonk here. Change the tune. They do that, and then they do a quick cut to them in their Stig outfits with their weird heat suits on. Because <laughs> you have to have a suit to go in space. You know that. Yeah, but a uh, heat suit? Like the kind you use if you're welding or fighting a fire? And they were really, really baggy in the arms. All of them. Yeah, because it's got to be pressurized. Uh-huh. Yeah, pressurized by that backpack on their back that's about the size of a dinner plate. And uh, so they go up into space. Through all this, you see... Gloves. Gloves that spend way too much time moving and clacking and tapping. And, and then you catch a little bit of a face mask. Like you're expecting Dr. Claw. Yeah, that's exactly what, I mean, you know. Apparently before he met Gadget. Yeah. <laughs> he was the... Nemesis of the Fantastic Four. Apparently. You see a lot of that, and you see the two doctors. Doctors with air bunnies. The guys who picked him up and brought him to wherever he what is. What we're assuming is Latveria. Yeah. But they never say. Yeah. They, well, they picked him up and bring him to the shaft of rock with a big uh, castle on top. And he can see everything that's going on in this shuttle. The Reed shuttle. So they take off, and he's got... You know, Ben flipping all the switches to, to 10, 9, 8 and the countdown. And, and uh, I don't know what the hell Johnny's doing. He's going, yeah! And Reed's doing his Reed thing. So, make sure the blah, 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 blah is working. And 
I got it, Reed. <laughs> and, uh, not quite that bad, but okay. <laughs> but not that far off either. So, <laughs> and so they take off and they're following it. She turns on the antenna thing and it starts going and you see electricity starting to pump through the whole thing. Antenna. The whole antenna and through the, the spaceship. And then the diamond starts glowing red. Yeah, and then the diamond starts glowing red. It's like, oh no, it's not working. Blah, blah, blah. And Doom's <laughs> watching the whole thing on TV. And Reese says, the diamond is a fake. Yeah. Not like, oh, I've messed up my calculations or oh, I've done this. He immediately knows the diamond is a fake. So, they blow up. Well, first they enter into the uh, star tunnel from 2001. <laughs> as they're bombarded with cosmic rays. Yeah, yeah. The the, the weird, I've smoked way too much weed. And light dropped, tunnel sequence. Yeah, and dropped a couple of hits of acid, light tunnel sequence. And uh, blow up. Boom! <laughs> Shit just goes everywhere. Now, they're in space, and they blow up. Or that's the impression we're given. Yeah. When we see the model explode. Yes. <laughs> And of course, Doom. Then <laughs> I didn't have to do anything. They killed themselves, basically. They said something like "So long, Doctor." Yeah, so long, Doctor Richards. Doctor Richards. And then there's a cut, and you see Doctor Reed Richards getting up. Nope, nope, no, nope. You see a bunch of debris on a field. Oh yeah, the debris. Not a bunch of debris. It's no, like you know, five pieces. Kind of like a Roswell reenactment. <laughs> it's like part of a trailer. And... <laughs> Like an accordion burning or something. <laughs> and it's um, Ben. He's yelling. Oh, that's right. He's yelling, Reed, Reed, Reed. And he Anybody? Finds, he finds Reed under some rubble. He's got his hand up. He's got one hand stuck up out of the rubble. And he slowly he, removes the rubble from him. Mm -hmm. Oh, be careful. I don't feel any. I must be in shock. I don't feel any pain. Well, you're awful coherent. Yeah. So he, From falling so, from space. So he... So the first thing he does is lift him to his feet. <laughs> I may have spinal injuries. Not anymore. <laughs> he don't have a spine anymore. Then the, Johnny comes running out. Johnny comes running over the hill. And all excited about having just crashed from space. Wow, I can't believe what I did. <laughs> Seems very unconcerned about his missing sister. Yeah. And then, it was so cool. It was so cool. It was so cool. He's like, uh, yeah, there's, there's one, two, three. We're still missing somebody. And then... Then Reed starts calling for Sue. Sue! Sue! Yeah, Reed, I'm right here. Sue, where are you? I'm right here. Sue, I can't see you. I'm right here. Her head appears. And her head appears, and then... Bobs along. Yeah, and then she's <laughs> about half-bodied. Like, mm -hmm. And he's like, where are your legs? And she starts falling backwards, because apparently... She gets startled because she looks down and she has no legs. Yeah. And that's enough to knock her over backwards, apparently. Yeah. And, Apparently uh, she figured if she didn't have any legs, she couldn't be standing, so she had to fall down. Yeah, well, why not fall forward? And, uh, or just straight down. Like you might do if you were yeah. shocked. And, yeah. No, she backs up a couple steps and falls backwards towards a very, very sharp piece of the... I guess. Yeah, because when he, when he does his really great Mr. Fantastic move, which looks like they strung together a bunch of pool noodles, he catches her before she impales her head on a piece of... From like 20 feet away. Yeah. Instead of running towards her like you would be prone to do if something's out of your reach. Yeah, he just automatically goes, <laughs> and sticks his hand out. With the giant fake hand and catches her and pulls her back in. And she, she hugs him lovingly. 
and stares into his eyes. And I'm like, God, the missing leg shocked her into unconsciousness, but the stretchy arm she didn't think <laughs> twice about. Yeah. Uh, they asked Johnny how he's doing. He goes, I'm okay. I just got a little dirt in my ha 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 chew and blows up a bush. And then uh, at this point, Ben's just Ben. <laughs> you guys are totally screwed. You guys are totally fucked. I don't understand why Johnny just assumed that he made the bush blow up. Because it happened right after he sneezed. <laughs> Could have been something just exploding at the same time he sneezed. That's true. That's true. It's a, kind of a far cry to go, oh, I did that. Yeah. Unless, I mean, I guess if you use your powers, you might feel it. So, uh, still pretty much nothing is really going on. Well, we've this established, movie... established our Fantastic Four. The, oh, which... Weirdly enough, they get that name in the boarding house because Sue's mom says, oh, look at you. You're the Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. And every time they cut to Doom, he's overacting. I, I have thoughts about Doom's acting. And, and what the, they, keep, they keep you focused on his really horrible gauntlets the entire they're time. They're trying to keep the reveal till later. But he plays with his fingers so much. Well, I'm not thinking they had a lot of chance to redo the sound. Before, I understand. For not getting released. And then what's his? What's with the? Uh, yeah, what's his comedy bits and witty remarks? That's not Doom either. Anything you've ever seen or heard from Doom, it's always straightforward, either science or kicking your ass. Not. Doom's not known for his yeah, witty repartee. Yeah, Doom's not known for, you know, cracking wise. So that's, But he does have to hit all the Bond villain cliches. Yeah. So, they're uh, they're still there. They're trying to figure what out how this? they're going to get saved. They get rescued the, the next day after sleeping around a fire. By Doom's squadron of Marines. Well, but you didn't know that because they have Jeeps and American flags on the Jeep. And American accents. And American accents. But so does Doom. That always kills me. This man's a foreigner. Always has been. Spent most of his life in another land. He should have some kind of accent. Whether it be British, Russian, fucking French. <laughs> should be an accent. He's not from Canada or, you know, Neil before Nebraska. Neil yeah. before Doom, eh? Or New York. Hey, what you doing? You know? Kneel before doom, you motherfucker. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson is doom. Kneel before me, motherfucker. I break that ass. But, uh, what's in your wallet? None of my money, bitch. <laughs> Not very express. <laughs> but he's got to have some kind of accent. Not, hey, I'm doom. And then when he puts the mask on, hey. I do. You know? Are you Batman now? I'm Batman. No, it's just echoes. Yeah. And apparently drops two octaves. Oh, I I skipped that. The revealing of the thing. Yeah, the Marines show up and... They pull out him. their guns, and he's like, no, he's on my team. Nobody had seen the thing as the thing yet. Right. Not even the thing. Yeah. And, and uh, they just suddenly changed overnight while they were all sleeping. Yeah. Quietly and painlessly and... Without disturbing anyone, including yeah. himself. Yeah. 
he wakes up 600 pounds heavier. I do have to say... And didn't notice anything. Yeah, nobody noticed anything. I, I do have to say his costume looks really good from the neck down. I liked it a lot. Because he doesn't have to be this huge, bulky thing made of rock. What they did was actually pretty good because it looked like the comic book. It looked like someone drew it onto him almost. And I was like, you know, that works. From the neck up, he looked like a penis. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. The eyebrow looked like the bottom of the head of your dick. It was an eyebrow ridge. Just like in the comic books. Yeah, but unfortunately, whoever was playing with the remote controls to control all his facial features were drunk. Because he would talk and his lip would... You would never be able to speak. You'd be like... Because his lips are just flapping. And his eyebrows were moving up and down and, and cockeyed and weird. And, and I mean... You know, the, the actor playing Van Grimm is not in the suit. It's a stuntman in the suit. Oh, is it? It's a different actor. Oh, nice. Portraying the thing because the suit wasn't big enough for the Van Grimm actor. Oh, well, even better. I didn't so know the, that. So there was some ADR involved and the lip syncing is not exactly... No, the lip syncing was bad. Been, it may have been perfect for the other actor. Oh, yeah. And <clears throat> every time the, the, the thing yelled, like opened his mouth wide, you could see that he was wearing a balaclava to cover his mouth. And his eyes looked separate, and it just it wasn't. This wasn't right. I'm glad you mentioned all this because you know who, what company designed that, right? Yeah, Glenn Hetrick. He's not credited himself, but it's Optic Nerve. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. And I went. If I was ever on this show, I'd get kicked out the first day because I'd walk in there and be like, "Fantastic Four was great." Oh my god! Every time he talked, it was just like. <laughs> It looked like someone stuck an inchworm or a pissed off snake where his lips should be. It was just like... Sss. It was terrible. Just terrible. Oh. But, oh yeah. So they're in this thing. <laughs> they're in the thing. Yeah. <laughs> they get picked up by that and taken to the hospital. <laughs> a very Spartan hospital. Yeah. We had the funny montage of... The doctor was a riot though. The little goofy doctor was funny as shit. So he goes to take blood from the thing first. And he just kind of looks at him. And he's like, eh. <laughs> and oh yeah, he'll sit down. And he falls and he breaks the chair. Then he goes into Johnny. Johnny's. And Johnny sets his hand on fire and freaks out. Even though while he was outside, while they were waiting to get saved, he sets his hand on fire and doesn't freak out. He had fire in his hand. But he was controlling it. He was yeah, like... But when the doctor's in there, he says something, something, something. And I, I just think I, of a body part and go flame on. And he's like... Because his rah. hand's on fire now. But he was... He created fire here and just sat there. Don't you think that would freak you out first? Yeah, but now it's more. <laughs> so he's going to freak out again. Oh, sure. He didn't freak out with this one, though. Well, that was after a cutscene, so we, uh-huh. we might have freaked out the first time. No, sure. So then he goes, flame off. Well, I guess we know the, the, the secret words or whatever. I'm like, yeah. Okay, whatever, dumbass. I'm sure that's how that power works. Yeah. It's not a catchphrase or anything. No. It actually activates his flame ability. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, hey, someone turn the flame on. No! <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> 
I got the clapper for you. Does that work? Oh, God. And then they go to Sue. The little nebbishy doctor's like, you don't break things or catch things on fire, do you? She's like, oh, no. Oh, good. She goes, no, I do this. She turns invisible and reappears. I'm behind you. <laughs> and sticks himself. Which was funny. Because <laughs> I like seeing people in pain. Then they I go to... should have taken you watching the movie. <laughs> then they cut to Reed. And he's like, here, you just do this to yourself. Okay. And grabs the thing. From across the room. From across the room and brings it back. And he's like... And he gives him the, what? Kind of look. And the guy's like, I can't handle it anymore. So he ends up, weirdly enough, with Doom. He works with him. But we didn't know this. We didn't know this. That's the whole point. We strongly suspected, though. So, wow, he's already with Doom, and Doom explains his reasoning for picking them up. He wants to pull Colossus. The Colossus energy. Energy out of them and put it into him. So one person has all of the Colossus energy. Which doesn't make any sense to me because he just got hit in the beginning of the movie with a lot of Colossus energy and all it did was burn the fuck out of him. I was waiting for him to have the energy gauntlet thing or something like zap one of his minions and kill somebody. He just yells at people. Yeah, like a puss. Like a really bad, horrible version of Doctor Doom. And uh, I can't... He yells a lot. He yells a lot. But he also has these weird moments where he under-delivers lines in the most comical way. Yeah, but it's well, it's because they're spending too much time focusing forget, on his hands. I forget what the line is. Was he is a fucking hand model? Reed says to him, and he's like, you're right. But I don't have time for that. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. You're starting to see more of Doom as they've gone on. You've seen more of his mask. You never really ever see the whole thing. Neither. Kinda, but it's not like a dead shot on. It's not like both eyes, and because I don't remember seeing that in. Well, you in, see see him full body from, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about just the mask. Yeah, yeah. They do, do a lot of extreme close-ups on the mask. It's like I get their. Oh yeah, they went. They go on to explain their powers based off their character traits. Based off their character flaws. <laughs> but this was this. They, they weren't. They weren't still in Doom's place though. That was after she came in with the really terrible costumes, right? Yeah, they were back in the Baxter building. Yeah, they were back in the Baxter building when they explained that. Yeah. But, I mean, basically, they they go in, they meet Doom. Doom says, ah, I'm going to do this. And they decide in their little team moment. We have to get out. We have to get out of here. And Doom's like, well, 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 we stay for a while, see if they can do anything for us. And they're like, well, if you're going to stay, then we're all going to stay. Because we're, we're all going to do this together. And he's like, all right. Yeah. And they probably say, you stay here. Yeah, they promptly say, you stay here. And they get, they get three guards in there, walk them on the head, and... Well, they have their, Ben beat them up, basically. And take their costumes. Yeah. Then they go, and he opens a really, really old Apple notebook. He gets some information that's written in a language he doesn't understand, mm -hmm. but he looks familiar. And Johnny just happens to be standing by some machine and opens the doors by tapping in random whatevers. Because you never really see the keyboard he's hitting. You just see him looking at it. But he not goes, the doors that's near them. No, it's down the hall. The doors on a monitor. Yeah. And it's like... And you see a monitor go... And it's like, all right! Yay! Let's go get Ben now. Let's go get Ben now. Who's still talking to the unconscious people. 
Well, he was playing cards. Yeah. With the unconscious people. Yeah. Still. After 15 minutes. Yes. It was kind of a funny joke when they left. But when they get back, he's still, still playing it. cards. He's still doing it. And I think he's losing. <laughs> How do you do that? It's a little disturbing. And uh, so they're escaping. They run into Doom and they're in that big room. They see the big laser. 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 And they see that and he's like, ooh, what's this? I don't know. But his design is very advanced. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And uh, he does his threatening thing and never actually lifts a finger. All oh, yeah, he threatens them. All of his uh, and he, hydra... And then he walks out. Yeah. All of his, uh, his doomettes come running in with their Robin Hood outfits on. And... Uh, Apparently people he picked up from Cobra... <laughs> and uh, <laughs> well, no, they're all they all live in that big tower of rock because apparently that's all of Latveria there is. So Ben's there, and this, he utters his his wonderful catchphrase: "It's clobbering time," with the wavy lips. So technically, <laughs> which he'd never said before he became the thing. Right? They're shooting him. Ping, 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 ping. Yeah, and Johnny flame on, even though he he's. Which completely freaked out for the five seconds he had his hand on fire. He's already learned how to work his power and can shoot a, f- a beam of flame at the wall. The same beam of flame. Yeah, the same beam of flame. <laughs> Three times. At the wall. He was aiming them at various bad guys, but never made contact. It just hit the wall and dispersed. Yeah. Three times. Yeah. The same shot three times. No, I thought he was just burning the wall. And they had a bit of a fight scene. Yeah. Then he started trying to get through the wall. And apparently Sue's secret power is that she stands between people. And, and disappears. And, disappears and, and they crouches. shoot each other. Because I'm like, she turns invisible. She doesn't disappear. It's not like, Phew, and she apparates somewhere else. Well, the she, first time she vanished and, and did crouch down. They, well, that's why I'm when saying. When she reappeared. She was, when she reappeared, she was crouched down. She stands up. And I'm like, okay, that works. But if she had just disappeared, the they next, shot each other. The next time they do it, she just disappears. And the yeah. two guys run into each other. Yeah, well, she could have stepped back or stepped forwards and had them run into each other. But then in the second fight, she also already knows how to throw the shield up. Which they never explain. Yeah, she just... And she's like... You know, I'm like, what the hell? It's like, you're not even supposed to know how to do that yet. That doesn't come for like three, three issues at least. And they never premise it with like I think you could do this yeah with your special powers and then of course Reed's just you know he's got one arm that shoots out and punches people from across the room but uh, so Ben's getting tired of this first fight he's like you take it too long and breaks through the wall can't get through the wall so he just busts through it he just breaks through the wall and they jet they're like where the hell are we catch a cab to America (laughs) he's that same transport that Bruce Wayne does in the third movie yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, of course, Doom hears none of this and comes walking back down like, oh, I guess you've learned your lesson. Where'd everybody go? Yeah, what the hell? So they catch a cab, go back. He takes blood from everybody and looks at their DNA and he starts explaining... Your DNA's been messed with. Or how they got changed and that... And Sue says, oh, I'm always so shy around you. He's like, wait, what did you say? What did you say? You're doing your Ben Grimm now. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> what did you say? Like, I'm just guy around you. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> what did you say? I was playing with the laser. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so 
So they get I that. covered my temples. <laughs> yeah, that was another thing. It looked like he just rubbed shoe polish on. He rubbed, rubbed lard through his hair. He <laughs> combed a bit of lard over his ear. Large expensive. I don't have enough to do the whole head. I just <laughs> over the ear. And uh, so he's like, wait, what'd you say? And he explains to them, okay, Sue, you're shy, so you turn invisible. You disappear. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, you're a hothead, so you, you burst catch the fire. Johnny Storm, after he fi- they find out, you know, how they got their powers, says, Holy Freud, Batman. Holy Freud, Batman. That's exactly what he says, because I listened to it twice to make sure. He goes, Holy Freud, Batman. He does it in the current version, too. He says, Holy Freud, Batman? No, there's uh, a scene, I think it's in the second one, that Reed and Sue are talking about no longer being part of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. And he says, I don't... I don't want to become the dynamic duo. Oh. Yeah, but it's not Holy Freud Batman, which is basically a line straight out of a Batman. What was his explanation for himself? Because he's always overworking himself and stretching himself too thin. Yeah, that's horrible. I didn't hear that one. Thank goodness. I think I was too busy gouging my ears out with with my 14-foot-long knife. Of course, Ben was... And Ben, because he, he uses was, his his he to brawn before his brains. And I'm like, because he's not nearly as smart as you. He shouldn't have been in a theoretical physics class in the first place. So, yeah, that's why he's like, but he goes, well, if you guys could be normal, I'm stuck like this. And they're like, well, it sucks for you. Yeah. And all, during all this, the jeweler's doing whatever the hell he's doing. He's talking to his minions. He's talking to his bums and getting the bums together so they can go be bummy. Well, no, he has that little... Enclave of Bums. homeless yeah. people that are all there to accept one another. It's like a hippie commune with bums. <laughs> it's like a hippie commune that's still going since the sixties. There you go, and bums. <laughs> but and he's already they like live in some but underground sewer type area. Yeah. So now Doom's all pissed off at the jeweler because the two idiots he sends them to go get the diamond no he's not pissed off at him he just wants the diamond so he can use it to do the same exact thing Reed was doing except he's gonna drain their powers and put them into him so So, he sends them to go collect the diamonds so he sends them to go collect the diamonds two guys yeah two guys against an entire commune of bums with guns like 150 people yeah so they all of which are armed apparently yeah which they never had guns until that point the guys, the, the, the jeweler is like... Yeah, they take him to meet the jeweler. Yeah. Because... And they, they bust out two derringers. And they pull out more guns. Yeah. Because... And everybody they else... They didn't just get their ass handed to him back in the in the lobby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's still 150 people here with guns. I forgot. Hold on. Click, click. You know, they whip guns out of their sleeves. You, just you did guys this. are fucking idiots. You just did this and failed. Why are you doing it again? Which makes me wonder... About Doom's hiring practices. Same as Cobra's. <laughs> Whoever showed up that week. <laughs> if you were surrounded by 150 people with guns, what would you do? I'd pull my gun. Oh, you're hired. <laughs> Here, shoot this target. It's clean. You're hired. <laughs> what are you, a stormtrooper? <laughs> Cobra! <laughs> hey, Hydra! No, I'm sorry. We can't use you. You actually know how to shoot. It's not well. No, it's not well. I mean, the whole jeweler thing was weird. Unnecessary, I might yeah. go so far as to say. Yeah. Doom finally says, well, I'll just take this to my own hands. He shows up. This is no, this, there's, this is after 
their conversation at the Baxter building. Right. Where the thing says, you guys can be normal and have normal yeah, lives. Yeah, he goes you know? storming off and walks around. And stalking women on the street, apparently. Yeah, he goes walking around Brooklyn, scaring the shit out of women and getting yelled at by a really horrible Italian guy in a pizza joint outfit. What are you, man? I'm Batman. Batman. <laughs> I'm Rocky Raccoon. He actually gets picked up by... The jeweler's people. The jeweler's people. The That's main right. guy. Because they, ex- they accept him. And yeah. But he gets picked up by the main guy. The jeweler's like right hand bum. Bob. <laughs> You're my number one guy. <laughs> and uh, I guess Bob's right hand bum... It's just mm. another bum. That Bob's he, first instinct is, we're going to take him in and I'm going to go fetch the jeweler right now to see how magnificent a homeless guy I found. And he's like, oh. You're magnificent. Yeah. And he's he's like, oh, you're going to feel better. He's said the same lines to Alicia. And she's like, I feel miserable here. You can keep me tied up for blah, blah, blah. And I'm never going to be happy. <laughs> and uh, then Doom shows up. Threatens the jeweler. The jeweler threatens to kill the girl for no really explainable and reason. He, I think, well, the jeweler a, thinks he puts a gun to Alicia's head yeah. and tells Doom, "Stand back or I'll shoot her." And Doom's like, all "Okay, right, all right." Yeah. Well, he might think that he I mean, was that's there for her. That's like literally the performance too. It's yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> He's like, no, I'll do it, I'll do it. Well, go ahead, do it. I don't care. I'm here for the diamond. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have the diamond, it's for her. Well, I'll wait till you kill her and then I'll take the diamond. <laughs> yeah. Then it won't uh, be for her. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Logic loop. Logic loop. Uh, uh. <laughs> so he has Earth his things there. He has his yeah. He has his doom minions come in. The doomettes. Doomions. The doomions. <laughs> I like the doomettes better. Then they could come in like a chorus line. <laughs> kicking, eye kicking. And, and according to the thing, this would be clobbering time again. For real. Then he sees her. Who, for no really explainable reason, professes her love to him. Yeah. And he, he freaks back. out and turns back into Ben. And then he runs out into the street while Doom takes her and the diamond and goes back to wherever the hell he came from. Presumably Latveria. Yeah. Ben's out in the middle of the street trying to hulk out. There's more bad guys. Yeah. And he immediately turns back into the thing. No, he starts screaming. Yeah, but he turns back into the thing, right? As oh. soon as they show up, yeah, he yeah. starts kicking ass again. Yeah. He's all hot and bothered and stays the thing and goes back to the Baxter building. and like, I'm part of the team now. I'm part of the team. We're Let's the- do this. Oh, no, because on his way back... Doom contacts him. Yeah. And this is right after Reed decides that, oh, I recognize these markings. Doom must be Victor. Yeah. And then Victor shows up on her television screen, not only inexplicably, but I'm not sure that television screen was there when they were there the first time. Well, even that, he says, uh, I created this this thing for this particular or whatever. So it's like, you created the TV in his room. It's like he had somebody come in and install a communications monitor. Yeah. That no one knows. building. Just so you can call them up and tell them that they need to surrender in 12 hours. Yeah. 12 hours. Or they're going to blow up New York. I'm assuming 12 hours because he needs them to come to Latveria, which is a long ways away. Well, they've got a Quinjet. They can fly. Yeah. They have a How did they get the goddamn Quinjet? It's never introduced. 
is just seen lifting off from the top of the building. It's a tiny little speck. And never seen again. Yeah. It's like this complete also, their, plot convenience. Yeah. So, and their, their costumes. Sue makes their costumes. Johnny's just made out of a, asbestos, basically. She goes, yours is fireproof. No, I'm she like, says, yours is flame retardant. Flame retardant. So basically, it's either it's made out of asbestos. Here, here, mesothelioma. Have fun with it. And then how she? I didn't hear what she did to, to to Reed's. I miss a lot when it comes to Reed. She never. She just handed Reed. A, I made one for you and one for you. Yours is flame retardant. She never says anything about Reed. The outfits are too big. The outfits are dead on for the original ex- costume. Yeah, and. You can see the zipper in the, the back. The satin gloves. Oh my god! <laughs> then when they finally show a full body shot of Doom, except for the fingers, an exact like somebody went and said, "Stand still, draw, 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 draw." Perfect. You look like you stepped out of the comic. <laughs> well, technically he did. Yeah. But technically he looked just like he stepped out of the comic. There's no adjustment for reality there. And he has a gun on his belt that he never touches. I think he does use, he pulls out that gun at some point. Are you sure he doesn't just grab a gun off of somebody else? Because oh, he may. I don't the know. holster that's on his belt wouldn't hold the gun that he, he actually has in his hand. Oh. Because the gun he has in his hand is much too big for that holster. You got, I mean, now you got to remember, I'm a gun guy. Yeah. I so I know these things. So that's another thing. He's threatening Alicia with the gun. Isn't that what he does? He's threatening Ben. I don't know. I, it started getting muddled because I'm like, I don't care anymore. Ah, horrible. Why does Ben have a penis head? So. Well, they show up. There's nobody there anywhere. And they just keep walking into the building until they get stopped by these four force field projectors. Yeah. Which are, which are mounted to the ceiling. Not, it doesn't show them swiveling or anything where no. they can project the force field. No, they're straight, straight, straight up and they down. To, they had to walk directly under them. Yeah. So in the perfect formation too. Oh yeah, they're in they're, the, they're, they're in the they're force contained. Field. They're in the force fields. So he and Doom says, "I'm going to extract your powers." And he pontificates for a minute, and then he turns on the switch, and they get all get hit in the chest with beams. And Sue, Sue screams, screams like a banshee. Yeah, like she's being stabbed repeatedly the other, in the ass. The other two kind of wiggle a little bit in place. Reed doesn't seem to notice. He doesn't move at all. He doesn't actually seem to But notice. then, you see what he does. He looks down, and he moves his foot towards the edge of the field, mm-hmm. and stretches his other, only other appendage that actually stretches, and it's not a schwanz, and kicks the laser... Which goes flying all over, which makes Doom run out of the room. Again, yeah. Uh, again. And it blows up. Well, he goes and switches on the laser. And he does the countdown on the big laser to blow up New York. I didn't realize Latveria was on the moon. I think it's closer to Mercury, considering how long it's going to take this laser to get to New York. Yeah. So the countdown goes from 25 to, to zero... 25, 24, 23, 22, 21, 20, 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15. And I'm like, you're, you're literally doing two numbers a second. Let very in seconds. <laughs> Jupiter seconds. And Reed can't shut the thing off. Uh, he's actually, he actually says, it's going to fire just like that. So Johnny says, I've always wanted to 
break this laser or blow up this laser since I saw it. He doesn't! He jumps out and flies across space, which is impossible, because there's no oxygen in the burn. First off, apparently in between the time it took him to get out of the containment force field and walk over to the laser, he's learned that he can turn his whole body into flame and fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the laser fires. So the laser fires, Johnny jumps out and flies and follows the direct path of the laser instead of just blowing up the laser cannon, which would stop the laser. <laughs> well, here's the thing. He catches up to the front of the laser, which is traveling at the speed of light. I'll remind yes. people. Yes. Goes ahead of it and puts up a fire shield. No, no, stops first and gets beaten up by the laser for a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, he gets twirled around by the laser. Yeah. Then he gets a little ahead and puts the fire thing right before the laser hits a building. Mm-hmm. But then ultimately defeats the laser by body checking it. <laughs> yeah, basically. And uh, it blows up in a magnificent explosion of... Like light is prone to do. Yeah. <laughs> then he does the Christopher space flyby. Well, he flies around a little bit, and but he's in space. Space! Yeah. Fire does not burn in space. Yeah, it's very flammable there. Oh, man. It's all methane. Yes. I'm surprised you didn't just blow up the whole universe. That's why they call it the ether. Because it's, it's, uh, it's made of ether? Because it's filled with ether. Ah. Uh, yeah, it was. And then they come back and they're getting married. No, no. You forgot the final showdown with Doom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Reed chases him out on the Reed chases him and punches him twice. With his super extended arms from across the room. And then punches him off the side of the Punches him off the side. Oh, and don't forget the Wolverine claws that uh, Doom pops out. Yeah, Doom pops out Wolverine claws from his gauntlet. Which does him no good. He's standing 25 feet away from Reed who just punches him in the jaw twice. Yeah. And then knocks him over the side of the balcony. Who, then he Reed goes, looks over, he's hanging there, and Doom starts pontificating again. And he lets himself go out of the glove, or he slips out, or it just breaks off his arm, or whatever. Because they don't really show. Well, he insults Reed for trying to save him. Yeah. And he falls to his... After he's spent all this time blaming him Mm -hmm. for the accident that caused him to be like that, when it wasn't his fault to begin with, because he told him to change the figures. Yeah. And uh, so he falls to his doom, no pun intended. Reed sets the, the glove down. Which then starts tapping its fingers again. And I'm like, oh my god, stop it! So it wasn't doing it, it was the glove. It was the glove, man. It was, it was cloth. So then they go back, they get married, and it's horrible. Yeah, it's like a jump cut to yeah. wedding time. Yeah. We assume that they rescued Alicia. Yeah, because she was at the wedding. wedding. Yeah. And you notice the other three are in their uniforms, but Sue got a wedding dress? Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like the ultimate and, prank. And I think Ben is wearing white pants. I made you these costumes. I ain't gonna wear it. I made you these costumes. It's my wedding right I'm gonna disappear. <laughs> it was absolutely horrible. We could have done that on a 48-hour budget and probably made it better. I don't know about that. I mean, they had nice computer-generated graphics for Johnny in his full flame form. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody... Drew him on a piece of paper and scanned him into the <laughs> into the printer. No, I mean for for the time period, they could have done better. I've seen better uh, uh, other stuff from in, from '94. 
I mean, what was T2? They could do better. They had more money. Just, but I'm saying. All right. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to shut these off. Thank you. Goodbye! Well, that was interesting. The boys did a fair job of reviewing the movie. Larry was a bit of a babbler, but, uh, you know, that, that's what he does. I quite liked it a lot, so I hope they do another one very soon. For Chris, Larry, and Harvey, I'm Dina saying, I like tea, don't you? Well, well that's, that's actually a fairly normal one. And, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen this movie and you plan to, don't. <laughs> <laughs> This episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast, man, has been brought to you by the Reflux Capacitor, man. Cool. Have you ever felt kind of rough after eating? Have you ever wished you could go back and choose something different? Well, you can't, so suck it up, you bloody pansy. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Uh, AR Products has designed a product. Duh. To make that barfy burny feeling go away by pushing it ahead in time through the reflux capacitor. Take our chewable tablet right when you start to feel that sick feeling. And in five minutes, it'll go away, making you feel all better. Well, this is how it kind of works. You see, we have figured out that time is just a huge circle, kind of like a record or a CD. In you know, modern terms. You take our tab, and that Bernie Barfy feeling just skips a track ahead. It's great! The Reflux Capacitor by AR Products. Great Scott, this is heavy, Doc. Ugh. 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 Oh, I feel terrible. I shouldn't have eaten that burrito last week.